and welcome fellow listeners to the Healthy Way, Easy Way podcast. My name is Gopika Sadir, the host of the show. I hope you're having an amazing day and are staying positive. Call or text us at 839-383 so we can get your perspective on our podcast. So, to recap what we said in the previous episode, we talked about food guides. And there were many things that I didn't know before. I thought that all food guides had a similar format, but guess I was wrong. There were various ways on how each country put their food guides in place. And we've said that there is no food guide that is better than the other because it really depends on what an average person's diet is. If you didn't listen to episode two, you should really do that before listening to this one. We've talked about quite a few interesting things there and it seems like you really enjoyed it, which I'm very glad of. So everyone, keep listening, keep the questions and feedback coming. And now let's talk about how our food intake affects our loved ones and the people around us. So these are the questions of the day. Tanmi Inamdar asked, Does an individual's bad eating habits affect their loved ones? What are the negative effects? Good question, Tanvi. There are many factors we have to discuss about that topic. The next question is asked by Pranjali Ketwas, and she asked, if society continues unhealthy eating habits, what might the health risk be like in 10 to 20 years? Whoa, these questions are awesome, great for discussions, and we'll definitely be having a nice talk about this topic. First, let's answer Ms. Tanvi's question. Does an individual's bad eating habits affect their loved ones? What are the negative effects? So I got information from the Jenny Bayless website and in here she talks about family influence on her eating habits. I'll post all the links and credits on her IG page at Healthy Life, Easy Life. She says that family is a big part of an individual's eating habits, which I definitely agree on. From a young age, you mostly eat what your parents eat, but in smaller portions, or you eat what is recommended to you. If you're a vegetarian or vegan from birth, you're influenced by your family. She basically continues by saying that what and how much you eat of something will affect you in both positive and negative ways. Many children are told to eat everything on their plate. Of course they are. Usually, children listen to this and as they grow older, they get more used to an empty plate and a full stomach every meal. That part, mm, not me. So this is something so cool I found on the website. It says that we eat far more food when we eat with other people. This is proven by psychology professor John DeCastro. The food intake increases by 35% when eating with someone else. That is insane. And when more people come, the more you eat. So there's a list here showing how much more you're eating every time another person comes to eat with you. And this is extremely shocking. I've never realized this. So an extra 47% is when you eat with two people. Extra 58% when you eat with three people. Extra 69% with four people. Extra 70 with five. Extra 72 with six. And extra 96% with seven or more people. What? Okay, kind of speechless here. And for some of you, it, you probably think it's not a big deal. 
But now that I think about it, whenever there's a family get together, you don't realize at the moment how much you're eating. But when you come back to your room, probably really sleepy or having a really bad stomach ache, you look at your tummy and it's bloating immensely. It's like a big fat balloon. These facts, they're right here and I've just realized that. And it's mind blowing. Awesome, awesome facts. To end off, Jenny said that when we eat in a group, subconsciously we will match our intake to that of others around us. By being engrossed in the conversations and the social interactions, we are far less aware of what and how much we are eating and drinking, and therefore we usually end up eating more. These are facts, very true. I'm literally thinking of all the times I've stuffed myself with food whenever I'm eating with someone. Now, from the website TrueWeight.in, they talk about the same idea family's influence on their food intake, and here's what they have to say. So, Izzy Ranham is a part of the crew of the website TrueWeight.in. We have her on the line, and she has quite some stuff to share. So, hi, Izzy! Hi, Gopika. Thanks for inviting me to your podcast. I love the talk so far. Thank you so much, Izzy. Now I want to know, what are some tips and facts about one's eating routine? So yeah, I would like to say that before you eat, score out of 10 your physical hunger. A score of 10 equals to stuffed. This score is generally reached on special occasions like Christmas and zero equals to raininess. And so ideally only eat when your hunger score is 4 or less. Based on your hunger score and before you begin to eat, choose visually how much food is enough to fill you and then put that amount of food onto your plate. It is true, we really eat with our eyes. Remember, it takes 20 minutes for your full signal to reach your brain. So, do you think that certain foods affect your moods? I've had that question for a long time now and I think you're the perfect person to answer that. Oh, well, yes, moods are influenced mostly by the foods we eat. The unhealthier a person eats, the more their personality changes. They can have mood swings, and this can affect people around that individual. You can behave very badly and rudely to family and friends. There are many problems caused by this, and I'll name a few. Parental conflict, poor family communication, parent-child power struggles, divorce, suicide, and many, many more. Wow, crazy! Right? Well, thank you, Izzy Wernham. I really appreciate you taking your time to be on this interview. It means so much to me, but unfortunately, we have to end the call. So, bye, Izzy! I had a lot of fun explaining to you and the listeners. Bye! Guys, that was awesome for her to come on the show and talk about that. Thank you again, Izzy Varenham. So now, we've answered Can We Namdar's question, and now, if society continues unhealthy eating habits, what might the health risk be like in 10 to 20 years, asked by Pranjali Ketuas. Well, a typical diet is rich in saturated fat, trans fat, salt and sugar, and lacks in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and fiber. Your diet significantly contributes to four out of six of the top leading causes of death. 
This is said by HealthyEating.com. So basically, in 10 to 20 years, you may die. If you change your eating habits, that outcome can change as well. The website continued by saying that obesity is also another outcome of unhealthy eating habits. Some factors are regularly eating at night, consuming a lot of fast food, skipping breakfast, eating oversized portions, and drinking sugary beverages. Obes obesity puts you at a risk of several health conditions. They include high cholesterol, type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, stroke, heart disease, gallbladder disease, cancer, depression, osteoarthritis, skin problems, and more. The different types of eating disorders are anorexia nervosa. It is categorized by people who think they are overweight, but is very underweight in reality. They typically weigh themselves often, severely restrict the amount of food they eat, and eat very small quantities of only certain foods. Anorexia actually has the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. Another one is bulimia nervosa. This disorder is categorized by people who, while often maintaining relatively normal weight, practices binging and purging. They frequently eat unusually large amounts of food, followed by forced vomiting, excessive use of laxatives or diuretics, fasting, excessive exercise, or combination of these behaviors. Lastly, binge eating disorder. This is categorized by someone who goes through periods of binge eating but does not purge afterwards. I did not want that to be cursed upon me, so what would I do? Yes, I would start having healthy eating habits. And I love how in this website, there are the complete opposite of things. So along with obesity, eating disorders are also caused by unhealthy eating habits. According to the American Journal of Psychiatry, eating disorders have the highest mortality rate of any mental illness. However, eating disorders are treatable. As with most illnesses, the earlier an eating disorder is detected and treated, the better chance exists for a successful recovery. It often begins in the teenage years and represents the third most common chronic illness after asthma and obesity in adolescent girls. Early intervention is important because of this. Parents, classmates, and teachers are in a crucial position right now to notice the first symptoms. Changes that may indicate the onset of an eating disorder are not always obvious, so we have to be very cautious. Here are the symptoms of an eating disorder. Sticking to a single food or a limited sets of foods. Frequent excuses as to why they cannot go out to restaurants with family and friends. Always claiming to not be hungry. Obsessive exercising habits. Frequent trips to the bathroom after meals, wearing baggy clothes to disguise your appearance, dental problems, menstrual irregularity, overuse of laxatives to purge their bodies of calories after overeating, constipation, dizziness, headaches, and more. It is helpful to consider how people talk about their bodies. Complaining about it all the time can start an eating disorder. 
So, Pranjali, I've answered your question as well. I hope both Tanmi and Pranjali are satisfied with the answers. And by the way, these are amazing questions. I love questions like these. Whoa, this podcast is going by so fast, don't you think? Just one more episode and the Healthy Eating series is done. I've enjoyed every bit of it. Thank you to our listeners for supporting our podcast. This is Gopika Sadir on air. And let's catch up on the next episode where we will have another special guest. Talk to you guys later. Bye.